Hi, everyone. This is Wesley Town. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome to Better Days Season 2. Last week, I began a two-part podcast on the anatomy of emotions. We talked about the current cultural state of America with the subject and idea of emotions, how we're an underdeveloped and uneducated emotional culture. I also defined what emotions are and emotional intelligence. Today, we're going to get into where do emotions come from, and then I'm going to give you a healthy construct for emotional health. Let's begin with where do emotions come from? If you do any research on the subject of emotions, you quickly find that there are competing philosophies about the origin of human emotions. Let me give you some of these philosophies. Some believe that they are an aspect intrinsically built into our brain. In other words, they're pre-wired into our brains. Others believe they are not built into our brain, but built into our lives through various factors. Some believe emotions are dependent upon how we interpret physical reactions in our bodies. So our physical reactions lead. Others believe emotions are felt and physical reactions occur at the same time. Some believe that emotions are a part of evolution, helping humans to adapt and playing a crucial role in our survival. Others believe that human emotions are directly tied to changes in our facial muscles. One expert of emotions in the brain had this finding in her research. She said, we've scanned hundreds of brains and examined every brain imaging study on emotion that has been published in the past 20 years. Our meta-analysis included nearly 100 studies involving nearly 1,300 test subjects. Overall, we found that no brain region was the home of any single emotion. There is no single brain network or brain pattern devoted to any single emotion. Other methods of probing the brain reveal similar results. That's intriguing and thought-provoking. My personal philosophy about the origin of human emotions is that they originated in God and they are given to us by God. In Christianity, we talk about emotions. And it's interesting in the West and in our current cultural state in Christianity in the West, we often devalue emotions or you see this a lot. We bifurcate aspects of our humanity. Christians in the West want everything divided into neat separate categories. So we think say things like the heart is separate from the mind or the will is separate from the heart. So we like to divide. We like to have everything in these separate categories. But the interesting thing is that to the Hebrew mind, the Hebrew word for heart and the Hebrew mind would have thought of the heart as the entire inner man of a human being. In fact, the Hebrew term is lev. Lev means your mind, your will, and your heart. It's one's entire inner self. It's the seed of feelings and emotions. It's the whole spectrum of emotion. And it's attributed, attributed, pardon me, to the heart. To the biblical authors, the heart was the center of a person's inner self, which would include the mind, the emotion, emotions, and the will. We are holistic beings. We have many parts and all parts work together. We can't 
bifurcate, divide, compete. Um, We're synergistic beings. We're holistic and every single part works together. So to say that the mind is more important than our emotions, I don't believe that is a truly biblical idea. All aspects of what it means to be human are important and were created by God. In Genesis 126 and 27, the Bible teaches that we were created in the image of God. The term image there is Selem in Hebrew. It means a statute or a shadow or a representative figure. The idea there is that just like a statue would represent the person that it was created for and modeled after, sculpted after, so too we reflect and resemble God. Like the statue at the Los Angeles Coliseum, or better known as the Staples Center. That was the old LA Lakers stadium. The Staples Center of Shaquille O'Neal. It has a signature dunk and it resembles him. It reflects him. It reflects how he played. It reflects how he looks. So too, the image of God, we resemble God and we reflect God in various ways. We are like God, but we're distinct from God. One of the ways that we resemble God is through emotions. In other words, God is the origin of human emotions. And God is the perfect example of healthy emotions. Just think about some of the emotions that God has. God loves. And love is not just an action. It includes emotions. So when God loves us, that means we are objects of God's affection. Compassion is another emotion that God has. Compassion is the feeling of deep-seated sympathy. God is moved with compassion towards us. God also feels joy. Joy is this feeling of inner happiness or delight. And God lives in a state of inner delight. God also feels sadness. We read about God feeling sadness in the Old Testament. We read about Jesus crying uh, in the New Testament on various occasions. God feels emotional pain and distress. God also feels righteous and slow anger over injustice. When there's injustice in the world and evil in the world, God feels that righteous, right anger over that injustice, over that evil in the world. And so we have to realize that when we're talking about the subject of human emotions, they didn't originate in us, they originated in God. And so when we want to transfer that idea of the origin of emotions to becoming emotionally healthy human beings, We have to look to God and how he created us to resemble him and reflect him and realize that to desire to be emotionally healthy means that we are connected to God and we are reflecting God-like emotions. So all of us should desire healthy and God-like emotions. Emotional health is God's design for all people. Emotions that reflect God's emotions are healthy emotions. I'll say that one more time. Emotions that reflect God's emotions are healthy emotions. So let me give you a construct for emotional health. First, all emotions are real, but not all emotions are God's design. 
So we feel every day. We feel based on our circumstance. We feel based on our mood. We feel based on our relational interactions. Some of those feelings are God's design and some of those feelings are not God's design. They're real feelings, but they're not necessarily healthy feelings. So we need to recognize this, which leads me to the second part of this construct. All emotions are real, but not all emotions are healthy. So if they're contrary to God's design for emotions, they're not healthy expressions of emotions. That's where we get into this idea that we talked about last week of filtering and recognizing our emotions. So we've got to recognize, is this, is this a healthy emotion or unhealthy emotion? And we've got to filter that. We can't just express every uh, emotion as it comes up. We have to learn to self-regulate. That's a good term. To self-regulate our emotions, to recognize them, to filter them, to have self-control. So let's say, for example, you do something to somebody and they get angry. They feel that emotion of irritation, anger, bitterness. Well, a healthy way to work out that emotion is to communicate. Hey, you did this to me and I'm feeling hurt and there's this anger inside of me. I don't want to express it to you, but I just want to communicate. The unhealthy way to express that, to regulate that would be to become really angry, to internalize it, to become bitter, to allow that to be a cancer in your own soul and therefore hinder your own emotional health instead of communicating and dealing with it in a healthy way. And it's interesting in our culture today, we suppress, we stuff, we don't communicate, and therefore we're walking around with all of this emotional baggage and unhealth emotionally. And we really need to learn to be emotionally healthy human beings. The third part of this construct is identify unhealthy emotions. Don't allow them to make progress. So just like I talked about in that example, we've got to recognize that our emotions are real, but not all emotions are God's design. They're real, but not all emotions are healthy. Therefore, we have to identify those emotions that are unhealthy. Again, this term self-regulation and emotional intelligence, emotional awareness, emotional health. You've got to identify unhealthy emotions. You can't allow them to pro progress uh, further than they should. Because when we do, they make us emotionally unhealthy and they make our interactions with whatever that uh, person or situation is unhealthy. Think of it like this. There's people in all of our lives that when we are around them, we just put up our walls. And maybe in some ways, in some situations, that's good because we have boundaries because we've been in a cycle of unhealth with that individual. In other interactions, that's not healthy. It's because we have allowed that to take root in our life for so long that when we get around that person, we automatically put up walls. But if we would have communicated, if we would have expressed, if we would have worked through in a healthy way, a, a dialogue with that person, that means we're sharing with them, they're sharing with us, we work it out, we're able to deal with conflict in a healthy way, we wouldn't have those walls. So sometimes that's okay because we need some boundaries with some certain situations, but sometimes that's not okay because we have not learned to have those healthy interactions. So we need to identify unhealthy emotions. The fourth part of this construct is this, 
identify unhealthy thought patterns. Why? Because thoughts influence emotions. So when we're thinking about being a human or being a follower of Jesus as a human, we have to know where emotions came from. We have to understand what emotions are healthy. We have to know that God wants us in a fallen, broken, imperfect world to be able to identify unhealthy emotions. And then our mind and our thought patterns have a huge influence on our emotions. So we have to learn to identify unhealthy thought patterns. So when we have these emotions stirring in us that are negative, unhealthy, toxic, we're often thinking about this interaction, thinking about this thing that has happened, thinking about this context of life that we're in over and over and over. It just keeps coming up. We need to learn to release those things or deal with those things or communicate those things or or uh, emote in a healthy way and not be overtaken by unhealthy thought patterns, which then influence unhealthy emotions. So emotions are good. Emotions are given to us by God. They're so important, but we need a healthy construct in a fallen, imperfect world to deal with them. Emotions are so important, both in our own life, in our interactions with others, as we are working with people on teams. This is vital to being a healthy human being and learning how influential emotions are in relationship with other people. I love you guys. I hope you have a good week. And remember, there are better days ahead. Talk to you next week. That's a wrap for today. Thanks again for joining me. This is a new podcast, and I would love for your help to spread the word to bring hope for better days to as many people as possible. You can send a link to your family and friends, post something on your social media, and write a review on iTunes. Thanks for your support. I can't wait to join with you next Tuesday for another episode of Better Days.